0: Welcome to Goring Guilty, I'm Georgia and I'm Greg and this week we're doing a Greg case um, I don't know too much about it but all I know is it's a UK based one, is that correct?
1: That is correct, UK represent, I think Ooh. there's so many US cases that have been done on True Crime Podcasts, not just us, so I like sticking yes. to the UK, we've had some crimes here, we do crime.
0: No, it's good. How are you Greg? Have had a busy week?
1: Yeah, I'm great. I've moved now, I'm back to city living, which is cool. I'm liking it. Uh, it makes this slightly more difficult because there's. It makes this slightly more difficult because there's, uh, you know, a lot more city noises.
0: Yes, this is our first time recording, isn't it, in your new place? So yeah, please forgive us if there's any weird noises, or <laughs> we're still getting <laughs> used to it.
1: That might just be me, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, uh, and I've started a new job so it's been a, it's been a big week for me. How about you?
0: Yeah, not too bad. um went to the pub last night, so Ooh. feeling a little bit delicate today, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's all good it's it's nice getting back out there and seeing people socialising and some normality, which is good um but yeah, I had a pretty uneventful week other than pub
1: pub's always eventful
0: Which shouldn't do that <laughs> exactly.
1: Cool. So, before we get into the questions, is it worth me introducing that new format we want to try?
0: Yes, yes.
1: Awesome. Okay, so this is just a heads up, basically, guys. We, in the past, as you know, we post a question box and you guys kindly ask us questions uh, that you want us to answer on the podcast. But we're thinking in future, so maybe for the next episode or the one after, we're going to try something else, and we're going to involve you guys in the questions a bit more, so we, we're going to start posting questions, you guys tell us the best answers, and then we'll share the best answers, and maybe our own answers uh, on the episodes, so keep yes. an eye out, basically, check out, it'll be on our Instagram, and if, yeah, you're definitely. Listen- if you're listening to us, we presume you're on our Instagram, because that's where you all come from. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I think it'll be good fun, it'll be good to interact more with you guys, and hear what you guys have to say.
1: Yeah, plus on some of our questions, uh, posts in the past, you guys have had some awesome answers, so yes, it's good to share. Good to share. We're all about sharing. Sharing is caring at calling Guilty.
0: Exactly, that is it. So this week we've picked two of the questions that we've received, um, and I think we'll start with, this one's a really good one. Out of any killer, past or present, which would you like to have? A face-to-face interview with most.
1: Shall I go first?
0: Yeah, go for it, Greg.
1: This one's an easy one for me. Uh, it's definitely Charles Manson.
0: Oh, because that is good. Yes,
1: that, that guy is nuts. I'd be terrified. I'd want to meet him behind <laughs> a you know set of bars. Yeah, and <laughs> Some he glass is,
0: in between you.
1: Yeah, like you watch videos of him on YouTube. Well, I don't know if people do. That might just be a me thing. I've seen videos of him on YouTube and he's weird and it's like how on earth has this guy managed to get such adoring followers and uh subservient followers not but I'm wanting the same you know I just mean (laughs) it's quite an interesting uh set of dynamics that he's managed to produce so yeah I'd, I'd love to speak to him
0: yeah he's very interesting it'd definitely be an exciting conversation very entertaining who would you do so I would probably choose Edmund Kemper, purely because he uh, he loves to talk. He just can't stop talking in every interview that he's in. He just like word vomit everywhere. But not only that, I would like to discuss ladies' shoes with him. <laughs> he has a fetish for women's <laughs> shoes, so I feel like we've got that kind of back and forth. I, I think that would be quite a good interview. <laughs>
1: A shoe shopping assistant that you can learn from.
0: Yes. (laughs) Get some tips from Edmund Kemper. (laughs) That would be good. (laughs) Cool. That is a good question.
1: Yeah, great question.
0: It was from... Clara.
1: Thank you, Clara.
0: And our second one is going to be from Amandine. And it is, how do your family, friends, significant other see your true crime passion? So I guess... What do they think of it, and do they have that in common with us? Do you want to go first?
1: Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, My family all kind of really likes it, I think. My sister... They don't... As in, like, they like true crime. I don't know if they like my obsession, but it's not, like, a weird thing. Because for as long as I can remember, my mum has loved, like, detective shows. Like, she loves Columbo. (laughs) And it's kind of different because it's fictitious, but... Yeah, that's, like, where...
0: They do have an interest.
1: Yeah. And I stick the odd Netflix documentary on, or, you know, true crime series when I was with my dad and, you know, he digged it. So, yeah, I think in answer to the question, everyone's kind of on board.
0: Yeah. I was probably going to say probably the same thing as well, because I think um, definitely my dad and my mum, they, I like having the conversations with my dad, especially where we're discussing um different cases and like who done it and getting into the nitty gritty details of it all. Um my mum's interested in it too. And we've watched plenty of documentary like you have with your family and um
1: Awesome. Yeah.
0: Great questions. Thank you for asking those.
1: Another great question. Thanks guys. Shall I jump into the case now?
0: Yes, I'm excited.
1: Cool. So I'm going to talk through the case of Joy Morgan, and that's the name of the victim. Have you have you heard of this one before, Georgia?
0: I actually haven't. No, and I feel I don't know. I don't know why I haven't heard about this one because you seem it's quite a, a well known one. Would you say?
1: I think it was it was pretty big news in the UK when it happened, and it's somewhat yeah. recent. So right in that way I guess it was kind of big. But it wasn't I guess in in some way this is like a first for Goran Gilsey. Although maybe I'm just finding these like weirdly like making a first out of everything, like, oh this is our first killer aged between forty-three and forty seven. <laughs> no, it's um it's it's a first in the sense that we normally have covered like serial killers or unsolved murders or disappearances. Um, but this one's actually a solved case, and it's a single murder rather than multiple.
0: Right. So okay. I guess maybe
1: significantly less gore cool than normal. But still an interesting yeah. and intricate case, I think. Hence why I picked it. So I've really enjoyed researching this case. Obviously it's really tragic, because uh, there is a death, but there's parts of it that make it kind of unique. Um, there's like a controversial church or... Maybe even cult. In fact, definitely cult. That's uh, linked to this case. And even though they didn't do anything towards the tragedy directly, they definitely were uh, intricately involved in in Joy's life. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess let's kind of start at the beginning. Joy was... Her name personified is what I've got written in my notes. She was a joy to be around, quite literally. Wow. Um, as a child, Joy was described as compassionate, caring, and uh, just like fun. Yeah. Her family, she wasn't from a strong financial background. Joy's mum, Carol, would often have to work multiple long shifts just to get by. But they did get by, and you know, they seemingly were quite a tight-knit group when Joy was young. Yes. Um, By young, I mean like a child. Okay. There were some difficult moments for Joy when she was growing up. Uh, Both her stepdad and uncle died from cancer. Oh. And her father also committed suicide in 2014.
0: Oh, gosh. Awful. Big tragedies.
1: Yeah, really sad. And uh, supposedly, and I'll go into more details about the church, but that's apparently when she first started taking an interest. So, yeah, Joy was super passionate about education... It was no surprise to like her family or friends when she announced that she wanted to become a midwife and she successfully applied for the University of Hertfordshire. So yeah, to summarise, Joy was like a lovely person, had a supportive family and she was going on to study midwifery, which is a great word.
0: Yes, it is, yeah, good. <laughs> oh, she sounds lovely.
1: Yeah, supposedly she was. So not long after her father's suicide, like I said, Joy began to... Taken interest in a church that's embroiled in controversy. Let's say that. Hmm. Um, they're a U.S.-based church called Israel United in Christ. Okay. And it's the second-largest Black Hebrew organization in the U.S. Right. And you have to forgive me for not knowing what the first one is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's extremely controversial. Um, it's described as openly sexist, racist, uh, homophobic. Oh. Um, so it's- yeah. Not the sort of place that you'd expect joy to associate no. with. Um, certainly, as like far as an organisation goes, they seem pretty unpleasant. Mm, yeah. And it spew out all this horrible vitriol of hate and, yeah, yucky. Yes, yeah. Um, founded in 2003, the church has about 40 churches, or schools as they call them. Okay. And it's it's a cult. Like, I, I shouldn't even really be calling it a church. It's literally a cult, I'd say. And it even has, like, some classic stereotypes, in my opinion. Really? Of, like, that classic cult stereotype. Yeah, because they have different levels of leadership. Okay. So you can get and kind of go up or down and all that sort of... Yeah, yeah. Uh, hooey. Uh, so, like, for for the people that are le- at leader level, they have priests and bishops and apostles, which I suppose isn't that weird because, you know, Church of England has those yes, things yeah. apart from an apostle but for the subservient positions so like people that are just going to the church uh, they also have they also have sh- what they call shields which are effectively levels okay so they have 13 levels that you can kind of go up or down to is um, it depending
0: on how many you know good things or, or yeah, I, think or, so. I don't know like tasks or missions that they all give you yeah if you whether you rise up or down the ranks. And
1: Do a good job mopping the floor, you go up a rank or something. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> It sounds like that. Oh,
0: that's interesting. The, yeah. They
1: have different levels, like captains of 10,000, 1,000 top officers of oh. 5,000, top officers of 500, officers of 100, and then just recruits. Right. Which is it's just weird, isn't it? Like It's almost yeah. like Pokemon in real life.
0: <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound... The best. I don't know, it sounds quite, yeah, like you said, quite hateful, which isn't good for anything.
1: No. They also have what they perceive as enemies, or they literally call them perceived enemies. And among the list of their enemies are white people, who they preach are descended from a race of red, hairy beings known as Edomites, who were spawned by Esau, the Twin brother of Jacob later known as Israel in the Old Testament Right, okay Um, Equally hated on their list are the fraudulent Jews Mm. which is apparently the people known to the world today as Jews Okay. Um, It's not good They also hate um, within their enemies they also have Asians, uh, promiscuous black women, abortionists continental Africans Oh Yeah Oh, and gay people. So, Not
0: good. Not good in my books. Mm. No. Very uncomfortable.
1: Joy definitely just kind of got sucked up into this. Yeah,
0: it's surprising that someone that seems so so joyous and caring and wanted to help others and would be wrapped up in something like this, which seems com- the complete opposite, really.
1: Yeah, exactly. Wow. And they the the way that they kind of wrote people in is they use you can probably guess, like social media, um, mm-hmm. and in particular YouTube, like they'll post lessons from the leader. And you'd think that, like, videos of someone saying, like, we hate all gay people and they should all be put to death would be off putting.
0: Yes, I'd hope so.
1: Yeah, their core message, which I guess is a good one, is about like, uplifting black people. Um, yeah. And could. that gets them a lot of traction online.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's mixed messages, it's just, yeah.
1: But yeah, they uh, they hit a lot of the culty stereotypes, so um, even their leader was prosecuted for fraud and tax evasion in 2018. Mm, that's not good. They also say, like, the usual classics, uh, you know, sex before marriage is forbidden. Yeah. Men and women aren't even allowed to be alone together if they're not married. Okay. So I'm guessing a podcast on true crime would be off the table for us to. Yes. If we were in the... <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: yeah, we would ever be able to record in the same room.
1: No. <laughs> think, yeah. Israel United in Christ wouldn't allow it. No. And also, um, for for people that are all about equality, like women weren't allowed to gain rank there. And they were simply what? referred to as sisters. So all these leadership positions I was talking about all those men. those are only men, yeah.
0: Yeah, there's quite a lot of things here that I'm not not for. Not yeah, not, not good. Not good. Mm
1: mm. And people, so I was reading some quotes from former members, and on this kind of topic, like of the leaders and stuff, uh, one said that people were able to do bad things to other people, and nobody would say anything, uh, because that person was in a leadership position. What? So people were literally scared that they would lose their ticket to heaven if they spoke up against this person.
0: This is like cult. Yeah. It is like a cult. Princess. It
1: is a cult, and the reason why I mention that is because, or well, the reason why I mention about people not being able to speak up is that Joy's killer, who I will go into more details of later, you know, was in more of a leadership position than Joy. So there's, you know, if he was kind of being a creep right. before, maybe she had spoken up. I don't know. Yeah. So. It, in terms of how Joy actually ended up as part of this cult, she stumbled um, onto the church online in 2016. Okay. Like I said, they're mostly based in America, but they also have, I think, one church here in the UK. Okay. Uh, so Joy and other members of the church would meet on a Saturday, which is what they call the Sabbath. hmm And she was super involved in the church. like She ran children's groups, uh, hardly ever missed a festival. Yeah. Um... And this really started to put a strain on her relationship with her family, because like I said, you know, they have some pretty horrific views. Yeah. Um, so even though she was doing like nice things within the church, I guess, you know, like running a children's group. Yeah. And, um, But yeah, it was really like impacting her family. Like, she'd call her... I um, shouldn't laugh, that was an awkward chuckle. Yeah. Um, she'd call tell. her... Like, family, um, you know, sisters and her mum, things like that. Like, dirty people. No. Because they hadn't converted to the faith, and it meant they were sinners. So
0: she's completely brainwashed by this all.
1: Oh, yeah. Utterly, utterly brainwashed. Charles Manson style, I'd say. Yeah. And, yeah, she just ended up, like, ostracising herself from her own family. Uh, She just wouldn't talk to them in her house. Yeah, she just became more and more distant.
0: Isolating her.
1: Almost sounds like an abusive partner, doesn't it? You know, kind of making them believe certain things, pushing their family away.
0: Cutting all of their relationships and isolating themselves away from people that care and love.
1: Making you dependent on them, Mm -hmm. which in this case is like a cult or church. I guess that's how they do it. Yeah. As you can imagine, a lot of arguments ensued between joining her family and she ended up leaving the family home. Okay. And I think this was around the time she went to uni, so she kind of got her own place um well, I was living with flatmates, but it was closer to the church as well. This is all like you know, around the Hertfordshire and like London area.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: So, yeah, obviously, this is a true crime podcast. So, as interesting as cults are, the reason why we're discussing these details on this episode is because um, there's like a tragic aspect to Joy's church involvement. And that came to light about six weeks after. Joy's last communication with her mum, Carol.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Carol got a call from the estate agent that handled Joy's property. So, this was in February. And Carol hadn't spoken to uh, Joy since Boxing Day, the previous oh. year. So, um, yeah, I feel a lot of sympathy for her. But, but effectively, the estate agent said that Joy hadn't paid her rent. Her housemates hadn't seen her since Christmas. Um <gasps> So then Carol ended up reporting her missing on the same day. But that's oh. really shocking, isn't it? Because it's taken six weeks for her so to be declared long. missing. That's So long. It just makes me feel really sad. Like, you'd think anyone that goes missing, you'd want someone to know ASAP. Have...
0: Yeah, absolutely. She must have been so isolated from her family, like that relationship. It, Yeah, that's awful. Absolutely awful. Do you know what year this happened in? Yeah, this was in 2018. Oh, so very recent.
1: Yeah, 2018, 2019. Yeah. So yeah, pretty recent. But I feel so bad for Carol, yeah. Joy's mum, because Joy had like become so estranged because of the church, and it was because of that that it took so, you know, she must feel so guilty. Oh. I hope she doesn't, hope but not. she probably does. But it's all... Um, because it took, like I said, six weeks for them to start investigating what happened to her. Yeah. And obviously, you know, police started investigating. They were probably really worried about Joy. And they spoke to her flatmates, uh, who told them that she was a regular member of Israel United in Christ's cult. I'm going to stop calling it a church. I'm just going to start calling it a cult. <laughs> uh, uh, the police got some contact details of members of the church from Joy's landlords. And they started making calls to people that knew her. One of the people that they spoke to was Shofar El Israel. Okay. When police first spoke to him, he told them that he'd last seen Joy on the 26th of December um, during like a church meal and that he'd given her a lift back to her flat in Hatfield afterwards. So this would make him the last person to see her alive.
0: Yeah.
1: Two days later, uh, officers pulled over his red Honda car and arrested him on suspicion of murder.
0: Two days later, what, two days after boxing Day.
1: No, sorry. Two days after she was reported missing.
0: Reported missing. Okay.
1: Or after, sorry, two days after they spoke to him. Right. Um, which I'm presuming was pretty soon after she was reported missing. Yeah. He, he was when he was arrested on murder. Like he was supposedly shocked to learn that she was dead. And. Right. Yeah. He, he had a wife, and they were friends with Joy, and, I yeah, I think he was maybe a little more invested in their relationship than. Is acceptable, and I, I don't know if that was reciprocated by Joy.
0: Right, okay. Okay. So, yeah,
1: yeah Shofer's Sh- yeah. original name was actually Ajibola Shogba Mimu, but he changed that in 2018, and it was something that the church encouraged its members to do. Again, proper culty, yes. de individualizing people, you know, moving them
0: ha- of- identity away from um, them. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. And like I said, his his name's Shofer chauffeur El Israel now. Which unites is,
0: them together, isn't it?
1: Yeah, Israel United in Christ is the name of the thing. So Yeah. Yeah. Very wrapped mm-hmm. up. Interesting. Uh, he he'd done really well in the cult because supposedly he was like a strong speaker, very loud, and that enabled him to do well in the church. So he rose to rank of soldier. Soldier. Which is really gimpy, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I'm a soldier. I'm level soldier in my crappy cult.
0: Please don't come out, <laughs> <us. laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. I hope, I hope there's no one listening from the call.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine? They've just done this to poor Joy. They might declare. Oh.
1: They might declare war on us. Oh dang. Like They've got shoulders, soldiers. What do I? I can't speak today. Shoulders. Um, shol- yeah, they've got shoulders. We've got shoulders yeah but they have more soldiers than we do. But yeah, so Chauffeur was arrested, he was questioned for, for two days, and uh, was released on bail while they continued looking into the case. Okay. He was, like like I said, he went up quite far in the church, he like, rose the ranks, and that was all good. But he, he did have his troubles, so he was actually demoted from the rank of soldier for a while. Uh, because he interrupted one of the church leaders who was speaking to members, and then got angry when he was corrected. Ooh. So he, he definitely had a bit of a temper. Oh. Mm. Police then started to focus their investigation on parts of Stevenage, which is in Hertfordshire, and they started doing like okay. big searches of the woodlands. So they they really thought that she'd um, come to harm. On the twenty seventh of February, so that's only like twenty days after she was. After Joy was reported missing, uh, her family were told that chauffeur had been charged with murder, and he pleaded not guilty. And it would take five months for Joy's family to actually find out why the police believe she was dead and why they thought that chauffeur had done it, oh. because there's no no body at this point. This a big yeah. Leap? yeah. Normally, it's like really leap. hard to prosecute um, with no body.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the chauffeur was the last person to see her. Hmm she went missing, but but what's the evidence to link? You know, what what do the police know? They obviously know something that they aren't revealing at this. point. Yeah, I think they
1: just maybe weren't very good at hmm. communicating, and it took going to, to going to trial for that to come out. Yes. So yeah, chauffeur was known to police as the last person to see Joy live when he dropped her back to her flat on Boxing Day. They've been having like a, uh, like a church meal or something. Okay. But also, I've just realised that's kind of interesting because, like I said, if. Earlier, one of their rules is that two, like a man, a man Male and a woman, and female? Yes. yeah, shouldn't be alone together. So maybe they were already breaking rules there. Mm. Um, so yeah, he was known as the last person to see her alive. He also he also admitted um, that he'd taken her back to his place where she slept on a sofa because they what they did to police put things together when they saw that even though he told them. That he'd taken her back to her flat. They said that like her mobile and his mobile had been together for like two days after he supposedly dropped her off. Ah, uh, so okay. Guy isn't, well, you know, well, that's he's pretty a- shit covering his tracks here.
0: He, especially if he said he just dropped her off, or, or if, you know it was a small, a yeah. small time frame, Um and then he's lied basically, which makes him more exactly suspicious. He knows more, and he
1: changed exactly. his story because he went from dropping her off to saying that he actually took her back to his place and she slept on the sofa. Yeah. Um, and then he supposedly said that he lied about this because he was worried about people getting the wrong idea.
0: Why lie, though? It just makes you worse. It just makes you so Yeah,
1: and there was definitely some so. like romantic connotations there because yeah. he sent her messages like calling her an amazing princess and a treasure that cannot be measured which is a bit of a smooth line (laughs) Um, but clearly you know I don't think this was just a platonic thing No. and this is a married guy as well so he's breaking a lot of rules he's breaking some rules indeed he is breaking rules Mm. he denied having sex with Joy though and he said that he thought of her as a daughter and around 7.30 on the 28th of December Joy's telephone number was suddenly removed from a church group instant messaging chat what? Supposedly, that's one of the ways that someone shows their th- they want to leave the organization. Kind of feels a bit passive aggressive, I don't know. But yeah, just like jumping out the yeah. group chat. And that shows people that you're not interested anymore, I guess.
0: That does seem very passive. Okay.
1: Several members. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Several members of the church, or several members of the cult, said that this was a surprise because she didn't seem unhappy, she being Joy. She seemed to love the church and. But supposedly, like I think she said, a couple weeks before leaving this group chat, um, that it was the best family she's ever had, or something. But even still, no one reported her missing from the church, and that's where the church is getting a lot of flack, because you know they've made this—they've made this girl ostracize herself from her whole family. She's now estranged yeah. from her mother and her siblings, and you'd think they'd then feel like they had a duty of care, yeah. um, but no one cared. I mean, they sent people round to her house to look for her when she didn't like turn up to church. And people tried to contact her on the phone. But one of the two people that went to look for her was Chauffeur.
0: Oh, well, she, yeah, that's not great. No. No. Keep him well away.
1: Yeah. And as part of his kind of charades, he tried calling, went to her house. Obviously, it was all part of his cover-up. Yeah. The prosecution said it was Israel who had removed her number from the group after he killed her. So I guess he was trying to...
0: Was that Chauffeur Israel?
1: Yeah, Chauffeur Israel.
0: Just Yeah, okay. Mm. Uh, The clues are adding up here.
1: Yeah, and they spotted his car in Stevenage at the time. They said that they think he was probably looking for somewhere to get rid of her body. Mm. And it's in Stevenage where Joy's phone sent its final signal in the early hours of New Year's Day. And shock, Chauffeur's phone was in the same area at the same time. So...
0: Surprise, surprise. You know, you
1: can see why they're prosecuting him, even though they haven't got any body. Because
0: there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of suspicious activity there. So definitely. much, so
1: much suspicious activity. They even found uh, Joy's house keys in Chauffeur's Red Honda, seven weeks after she was last seen alive.
0: <sighs> seven weeks after. And I would definitely think that she would have tried to at least contact him to get those house keys back. You know, you don't, if she was around, she needs yeah. the house keys.
1: Yeah, well, it's pretty mm-hmm. essential, isn't it? Exactly. But, so with all this evidence stacked up against him, thankfully, chauffeur was found guilty of murder and sentenced to a minimum term of 17 years. And this, again, is without the police even finding the body. And it just shows how much evidence was stacked up against him. He clearly must have just been in love with her. Something's happened. They even found, like, MDMA in her body, which is kind oh. of weird. Um, yeah. And I don't think we'll ever get full answers, but the frustrating part is that still, Chauffeur refused to disclose the location of Joy's body so her family could have some closure.
0: Right, so how did they know that she had ecstasy in her body? If they had Well, the body? they
1: did find it eventually, thankfully.
0: Okay. But not with the help of Chauffeur? Nope. Schofa.
1: He's... he's... Mm. And that's... Okay. I think they should add uh, extra time onto prison sentences for... Well, I think they've made a law... Last year, actually called Helen's Law. Oh, right. uh, Which means that killers can't be released now if they haven't disclosed the location of the body.
0: Good, because I was going to say there there needs to be something in there that will entice them to reveal that information. Because when they keep it to the grave and they don't, just, it's that extra evil malice. Poor family just need closure. This is, you know, they've had something horrific happen to them. Mm. At least let them know where they can put their body to rest. Yeah.
1: Awful. Yeah, exactly. And it it was in October 2019 when Hertfordshire constabulary confirmed that they'd recovered Joy's remains in a woodland near Stevenage. So they were right about that as well, that he had taken her body there. It was actually a dog walker that found her remains wrapped in bin bags, and bound with gaffer tape, and then covered with a mound of logs in Norton Green. They identified her through DNA testing.
0: So sad. So, 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 so. Not
1: nice. But the good news is that it meant that they could have a funeral, um, a proper funeral for Joy, um, and gave her family a bit of closure. But I guess, you know, and that's pr- those, those are pretty much all the details of this case, but I think the sad part is there's so many yeah. unanswered questions for her family. You know, why, why did exactly did he kill Joy? Did the church do enough to protect her? I'd say no. Like I said, do you think they would have felt a duty of care, which they just didn't take up. They even said, in response to, like... All this controversy that, at the time, all indications pointed to her leaving the church or wanting time away and not being in danger. But that feels like a p- pathetic excuse, really.
0: Oh, yeah, that's pushing the blame. And I think there there was no evidence that the police say found through, I don't know, text messages or, or conversations with other members that she w- had the idea of leaving, other than what Schofa said. Chauffeur said she wanted to leave, well, that's because he killed her. It's not because... She actually had the intention to leave. The church did not do enough, and it maybe also be that ranking system that he was a higher rank, so therefore his say uh, you don't uh, you don't question someone. For example, he questioned someone of a higher rank to him, and then he got demoted. So I feel like there's a lot of barriers put in place, and yeah, just a awful awful situation, and I feel so so sorry for Joy and her family.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think it would probably be anyone's personal nightmare to have a loved one become brainwashed like that and join a cult yeah. and they yeah. it's all about I'm sure they're just like making money and things like that
0: so difficult so because difficult
1: because they don't they, I don't think they care about their their people evidently from this
0: no I don't I don't think so
1: especially when they couldn't find her like their so like I said their response was all indications pointed to her leaving the church wanting time away like, that is an awful excuse because they literally... Two people went to try and find her. Yeah. And they couldn't find her, obviously. So why why was no one saying, well, we can't find her. It's okay. Why didn't they send someone around a week later? I know, I guess maybe...
0: Ask her housemates, have you seen her? Not since Christmas. Oh, okay. Something's going on here.
1: Mm. What? Why didn't her housemates call anyone as well? It's... it's It's really sad, I think...
0: There's a lot of questions, That's What's really, really
1: tragic is is when someone is missing and they don't get reported for a long time, because it makes you feel like that person doesn't have people that care about them. But she did, but unfortunately, Mm. because of the church and uh, Israel United in Christ, all the people that cared for Joy had been pushed so far away that they couldn't do anything.
0: And they thought they were doing the right thing for Joy, and what she wanted... And Joy had so much promise, you know, wanting to be a midwife and had that caring nature and things may have been different if had she not met United Israel in Christ.
1: Israel United in Christ. But that's a good effort. No one go and look at them because they suck. <laughs> and we should we should probably share anti cult numbers with people.
0: Yes. I'd like to, I think we should, um, there's some resources and helplines where you can, if you want to leave a cult and you are unable to or you feel like you've been isolated from your family or your friends and um, there are some numbers to call, which
1: I'm going to find now. Do you want to read the number out that you found?
0: Yes, so there are two. So this is for information of if you have family or friends that you're concerned about, um, Ex-members of cults, if you're in a cult and you need some advice, um, there's this one called Turn to us, turn to the number us, Um, and it's a cult information centre and their number is 07790753035 and I found a second one as well which is a cult information centre also And the same goes for them. If you have anybody that is involved and and you need some advice, victims, family members, friends, and their number is exactly the same because it's the same thing. Okay, so, yeah, turn to us. Um, (laughs) That's
1: good. (laughs) That's good. That makes it easier. Yes. One number for it all. All your cult-related issues. No, I think that's a good one because it's really, really tragic when someone gets involved in something like that.
0: Really important. And especially if you just don't know what to do. Um, go speak to the professionals. They know, you know. They've they've dealt with situations like this before. They will be able to provide you the best advice. So it's always good to seek
1: out help. Absolutely, absolutely. Awesome.
0: Brilliant. Uh, thank you for that case, Greg. I hadn't heard about that one. I'm surprised I hadn't. It's scary, scary. And I, yeah, I wish.
1: Don't join a cult, Georgia. That's the moral of the story.
0: Do not join a cult. Yes. <laughs> mm. Do not get sucked in. Mm-mm. Terrifying. Indeed.
1: Should we do the Should we do the socials? I feel like we, should we just tell people to follow our Instagram now?
0: I think so. I'm yeah yeah. Let's, Let's just do that
1: because we're not. It's not like people are following the others us anyway, and it's a bit more clear.
0: Yeah, we've only got a couple, and Instagram is where we're at. So I think we are. Yeah, we'll we'll stick to Instagram and our email address. So if you've got any stories, um, anything at all, send it to our email address: goreandguiltypodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully in the future we would like to share some of your stories um, and do maybe a listeners episode, which I think could be really fun because I love hearing what you guys have to say.
1: That would be awesome. Um,
0: yeah, wouldn't that be cool? Whether it's true crime or paranormal, anything Ooh. spooky really. Yeah, We'd love
1: a spooky story. We sure love a spooky story in these parts.
0: Yes, yeah, like ghost stories around campfire. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so th- we've got to do this. Um, and then our Instagram, where we spend most of our time. Gore and Guilty Podcast. Um, So yeah, and that's where we'll be sharing those questions that we spoke about at the beginning of the episode. So
1: Get on there.
0: Fantastic. Well,
1: thanks so much for joining us, everyone.
0: Yes, thank you for listening. And remember, we won't judge if...
1: Gore is your guilty pleasure.
0: (laughs) Thank you very much, guys. guys.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.